on an old garment for the patch will pull away from the garment making the tear worse. Neither do men pour wine, new wine into old wineskins. If they do, the skins will burst, the wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No, they pour out new wine with new wineskins and both are preserved. This is an amazing passage um, which um, there are two questions that are raised here in both of these incidents. These are two distinctly different incidents. It seemed to be totally distinct but there is some commonality in both of these because both of these um, are uh, episodes of Jesus' interaction with people where they are raising questions and Jesus is responding to those questions and uh, Jesus is simply helping them to cross over to the other side. As he responds to these questions, he is helping them to move from where they are to where he wants them to move to. He wants them to help, uh, uh, he wants to help them understand a new dimension uh, from what they've understood or what they've been believing and practicing. Now in the passage that we read from verses 9 to 12, 13, he's interacting with the uh, Matthew initially calling Matthew the tax collector to follow him and then goes over to Matthew's house and where uh, there are many tax collectors and sinners and they come and eat with him and his disciples. It is very strange for the Pharisees because uh, they were you know questioning his disciples saying what is this Jesus is a holy person we Pharisees we don't eat with sinners uh, we don't eat with tax collectors. Uh, we are above all of them. They are, you know, really sinful and they had this higher moral standing or um, uh, assumed a higher moral, uh, you know, uh, level that they were at. They assumed that they were better off than them. They assumed that they were more uh, holier, they were more spiritual than these sinners, these tax collectors. And they were frowning at Jesus going and eating with them. And they were asking this question, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? And to that, Jesus is responding saying, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. Basically helping them to see another dimension of what they are struggling with. He didn't brand them or look at them as sinners and condemn them, but he was looking at them as those who are in need. And... Uh, he was helping the Pharisees to cross over in their understanding to another level. And basically the Pharisees were coming from a place of uh, hypocrisy, which they were blind to. And very often Jesus would call them blind guys, guides, blind, you fool, you blind fool. He really uh, took them on, you know, uh, in a very, very harsh, tough manner. He dealt with them very strongly uh, because they were filled with hypocrisy. And uh, so these were exposing uh, their hypocrisy. And uh, here they were, um, you know, they needed to cross over. And um, very often when they were talking about, you know, a better life, they were talking about greater spirituality or greater religiosity, they were only making a false crossover. They would talk about many, many 
spiritual or religious rules and regulations that they would enforce on people they were lording it over people and they would uh, come across very strongly um they would hold people accountable uh, if they would uh, if somebody would swear by the gold in the temple and jesus could come there and tell them challenge them and question them and say is the temple more sacred or the gold more sacred what makes things more sacred is the temple that is making the gold sacred or is the gold making the temple sacred it's obviously the gold is being is considered sacred because it is used in the temple and the temple is what is greater and the one who is in the temple who is greater than the temple that makes the place and the gold sacred and so they were having a cr- a crossover gimmick <laughs> they were showing off as if they were crossing over they were helping people to cross over they were of higher moral standard higher spiritual standard but it was only a gimmick it was only a show and it was full of hypocrisy and here jesus is exposing that hypocrisy and helping some are wanting them to cross over and uh, here this happens with a question of accusation they bring an accusation by assuming a higher moral standard or a spiritual standard and that is how they are coming across this is one thing one area where jesus is helping people to cross over and the second aspect we see in verses 15 to 17 when john's disciples came and asked him how is it that we and the pharisees fast but your disciples do not fast again a question but here this is a genuine question of a sincere struggle um how is it that uh, you are also teaching the word of god you are also a man of god jesus and your disciples are following you how is it that you and your disciples are not fasting when you know the uh, john's disciples and the pharisees are all fasting it was a question of a struggle a sincere struggle a hard teaching that yet was not exposed they were not exposed to and a hard teaching that they could not understand and comprehend also they were thinking that jesus and the disciples were also another stereotype like the pharisees and if they did not fit in into that uh, format they felt that there was something different there was something uh, strange about this jesus and the disciples how is it that when everybody is fasting why are these people not fasting they supposed to, supposedly are teaching the word of god jesus is going about doing signs and wonders and miracles and for them there was this sincere struggle uh, because of the hard teaching that they are not yet come to terms with and here jesus is helping them to grapple with this uh, situation and helping them to cross over to the understanding of the teaching that he's bringing out through this situation um it, it will definitely need for us also to cross over to be able to understand what jesus is doing here and what he's teaching here and that's exactly what i want us to uh, you know do this morning is to cross over in our understanding cross over from just basic religiosity to true spirituality for us to cross over from hypocrisy to sincerity for us to cross over from uh, grappling with a hard teaching to be able to apply it understand it and be able to apply it for our lives amen hallelujah these are two different kinds of people one are the people who are hypocritical one group of people who are struggling with hard teaching and where they have not understood 
why Jesus is doing what he is doing. You know, and for this we really need to go through how Jesus himself crossed over. Now he's um, a man, truly 100% human, but at the same time truly 100% divine as well. When Jesus came down from heaven to earth, he crossed over from being 100% fully divine and only divine to taking upon himself humanity. He made a shift. He crossed over from one being one entity to being another kind which is taking upon himself humanity. His coming to earth was that. He crossed over the barriers set up by popular religious culture that we see here displayed right here. Where when he goes and reaches out to a sinner, they are frowning at him. When he does not fast, like the Pharisees are fasting, and is not fitting into the rules and the systems of the religion of his day, they are frowning at him. They are asking questions. But of course, this was a genuine question where they were struggling and they were grappling with this. He was crossing over barriers set up by religious institutions, cultures, religious culture. And he redeemed the lost by going to them, crossing over to them, then by expecting them to match up to his standards or his requirements of holiness. He of course wanted them to cross over to his side, but he made the initial crossover of stepping into their boundary, stepping into their lives, going to their homes, eating with them, which was considered something unclean, which was considered something that a Pharisee would not do, a religious leader would not do. He would keep himself set apart. But here Jesus was crossing over those barriers. He was talking to a Samaritan, not just a Samaritan, a Samaritan woman, which a Jewish male would never do. And so you see Jesus crossing over in many, many ways, breaking customary, religious, ethnic, uh, cultural barriers. He's crossing over. And it takes courage to cross over because it, you're defying or you're going against the tide because you would go against what people think and how people's minds are conditioned and how people expect you to behave in a certain setting. When you are crossing over, you would disturb the status quo. Everybody's got a certain way and a certain way, a pattern of thinking. Everybody's got a certain way of doing things. Everybody has this, you know, fixed structure into which they can operate. And anything out of that, anything which is not black and white for them, anything which is gray, they can't handle it. And Jesus was really moving into a gray area. Going and eating with a sinner in his house. And so it takes courage to cross over. It takes the willingness to pay the price, face embarrassment, stand against the tide, and to be even willing to be humiliated and mistaken and misunderstood and misrepresented and falsely accused. They're coming here with a false accusation straight on his face. How can he go and eat with sinners? It can only happen when your purpose becomes greater than your own personality or the preservation of your reputation. It can only happen, you can cross over only when your purpose becomes greater, you know, than your own personality 
and the preservation of your reputation if you want to preserve your reputation you want to look good in everybody's eyes and you want to guard your personality you want to guard your uh you know the way you're going to be perceived by others you're not going to cross over when you cross over from one level to another you're definitely going to be frowned upon people are going to struggle with what's going on with your life and why you do what you do they will not like what you do they will not like your way of life it will be simply indigestible they can't digest and it will leave them also with acidity in their stomachs because they can't stop thinking about you and frowning at you and going crazy about you developing a some kind of a uncomfortable feeling about you and you will definitely earn people's disturbance as you are crossing over and when you know that you are doing the right thing you will disturb and cause ripples around things will not be very smooth and even if all name and fame is lost and even if all the goodwill of people is lost and even if you are considered a fool crossing over is still worth it jesus crossed over he was misunderstood he was misrepresented he was falsely accused even after doing all of the good but because he was crossing over and bringing in the truth everything that was false everything that was not right was disturbed people's lives were disturbed by his presence by his behavior by what he said by what he did he would heal people on the sabbath day he crossed over he didn't want to just earn a good name he didn't come to earn a good name he didn't just come to you know get earn everybody's goodwill and acceptance but here he was trying to make a point in everything that he did and he was trying to help people also cross over from where they are and if you want to lead people and you want to cross help people cross over from one level to another you need to first make that move and when you make that move it's going to be difficult sparks are going to fly people are not going to like it people are not going to like what you do people are not going to like the decisions you make the right decisions that you make the the way that you stand up for the truth when you cross over it is still worth it because even though you might lose your name your fame you might lose your good reputation or your uh goodwill with people you might be considered a fool you might be walked over for crossing over but yet it is still all worth it because you do what you are convinced to do hallelujah stand up for your conviction jesus stood for his convictions you don't have to seek the approval and the appreciation of men you follow the scripture and pursue a biblical lifestyle and apply the learn and apply the truth accurately you're going to be crossing over those who cross over move from their comfort zone they take the risk to do the unknown the unfamiliar things in life what others don't do they are unafraid of difficult consequences they carry their cross they cross over to carry the cross hallelujah jesus stepping out 
of his comfort zone jesus stepping on the toes of many of the pharisees and stepping into the house of a tax collector and eating with sinners he was making a crossover something which the pharisees would not do something they would not do to reach out to them and we have these famous verses like psalm 1 and verse 1 you shall not sit in the seat of sinners you shall not stand in the council of the ungodly and we've used and wrongly applied it in the wrong places and because of our understanding or lack of right understanding of those passages of scriptures and not keeping them and things like what Jesus is doing it absolutely is contradictory to what Psalm 11 says about right here if you look at what Jesus is doing he's going and eating in the house of Matthew the tax collector it is absolutely contradicting Psalm 11 am i right Jesus should become excommunicated from the church for going and eating in the house of a sinner and associating himself with sinners but that's where the hypocrisy came the pharisees were frowning at it they would not reach out to these sinners and they would brand these sinners and sinful people and they would do nothing about it and anybody who also tries to reach out to them they would accuse them this is what is called hypocrisy a false crossover gimmick they were doing you know what they were doing they were also doing what jesus was doing they were also crossing over and trying to show a act of crossover and they were giving this show and you want to read about that you find it in matthew chapter 23 just like jesus went to the house of a tax collector and he was reaching out they were also reaching out to people but you see the hypocrisy there in Matthew 23 and verses 13 to 15 woe to you teachers of the law and pharisees you hypocrites you shut the kingdom of heaven in men's faces you yourselves do not enter nor will you let those who enter uh, who are tr- uh, those uh, nor will you let those enter who are trying to Woe to you teachers of the law and Pharisees you hypocrites you travel over land and sea to win a single convert and when he becomes one you make him twice as much a son of hell as you are they travel land and sea they are crossing over <laughs> they crossing a lot of barriers they going to places they going to meeting people they reaching out to people just like Jesus did but what did they do when they traveled over land and sea to win a single convert and when he became a convert when he you know came to know the god of the bible they were making him twice as much a son of hell as they themselves are this was the crossover gimmick which was a result of hypocrisy but jesus what jesus was doing was not hypocritical he was not giving a show like a politician who's trying to be good to everybody so he can win everybody's votes even while he was going to be crucified he did not allow his disciples to come and defend him or fight for him he was not a hypocrite he came to die he crossed over from heaven to earth to die on the cross for our sins and he went to do it he went through the hard way he took upon himself the tough path of bringing salvation to us he crossed over sincerely 
not hypocritically he didn't say he would cross over and not do it he didn't just give a show of crossing over he was not just show, giving a show of doing good to people but he sincerely did good to people he was sincerely reaching out to people and bringing them out of their sin and you see that adulterous woman who was caught in the act of adultery everybody was accusing her and trying to use her to accuse jesus also but jesus crossed over reached out to her and forgave her sin but also spoke the truth in love and said do not go and sin anymore those who put on a show of crossing over and reaching out to people and they live this hypocritical life a crossover gimmick they do a show where they neither cross over they neither carry their own cross and incur the displeasure of people and they neither and they also hinder those who are trying to cross over and come on the side and all they did was a result it resulted in falsehood and all they did was full of falsehood it resulted in falsehood it had an appearance of a great effort and a big ministry and a great accomplishment of reaching out but yet it was all empty you see crossing over is not just a show crossing over is has to be sincere and jesus was just helping the tax collectors and the sinners to cross over from where they are to come on to his side but before they could come to him he had to go to them he crossed the barriers he crossed all of the he he went through all of the frowning he earned the displeasure of people he earned a bad reputation for himself he received a false accusations he was not afraid of that when you take tough decisions sincerely when you're trying to cross over and do something you will be falsely accused you will be beaten down you will be challenged some others will take a higher moral standard and will put you down and say oh what is this something funny about what they are doing but jesus wants us to cross over and help people and not to be hypocritical and give a show of crossing over and trying to do something good but he wants us to be sincere and help people cross over and come to him in matthew's gospel chapter 18 let me go give you another example of how jesus helped cross over matthew 18 sorry luke's gospel chapter 18 luke's gospel chapter 18 and verses 9 to 14 to some who were confident of their own righteousness and looked down on everybody else jesus told this parable two men went up to the temple to pray one a pharisee the other a tax collector the pharisee stood up and prayed about himself god i thank you that i am not like other men robbers evil doers adulterers or even like this tax collector or i fast twice a week and give a tenth of all that i get but the tax collector stood at a distance he would not even look up to heaven but beat his breast and said god have mercy on me a sinner i tell you that this man rather than the other went home justified before god for everyone who exalts himself will be humbled but he who humbles himself will be exalted two men are praying 
is prayer a spiritual activity praying to god is spiritual activity but what they prayed and with what intention and motive they prayed was very different both of them prayed to the same god both of them believed in the same god both of them did the same spiritual activity but there was something different between the two one was sincere one was hypocritical the pharisee prayed god i thank you that i am not like other men i am not a robber i am not an evil doer i am not an adulterer or even like this tax collector who is standing next to me but the tax collector who was a sinner who had unduly probably amassed wealth as he had the authority and the power to collect tax he beat his breast and he said lord have mercy upon me he was he was broken stephen was talking about brokenness he was really broken god is more pleased with broken people than with people who are saying that others are broke <laughs> you know look at this you see here two men went to the temple but this is the kind of people he was dealing with when he tell, told this parable was nine to some who are confident of their own righteousness and look down on other others everybody else we can never take confidence of our own righteousness and say i am better than others i am more righteous i am more superior in my spirituality we have a great you know high level of spirituality we are not like all the others we are better than others that that is simply a spirit of self righteousness self confidence on one's own righteousness and he justified himself he didn't allow god to justify him he was justifying himself i am not an evil doer i am not a robber i am not a adulterer i am not like the tax collector he was justifying himself he did not he was not justified by god let god justify us amen hallelujah we don't have to prove anything to anybody we don't have to prove that our heart and our intentions are true and pure and good let god prove it to people let god you know declare us righteous let god declare us justified may him approve us may he appreciate us but let's not uh, you know uh, look for our own appreciation let's not look for our own approval maybe not uh, you know approve ourselves in the eyes of others and say we are good we are better than others we've been always right we've never done any harm to anyone we've always been very honest we've been always very sincere we don't have to say it to people we don't have to show that we are better we don't also have to put down others by elevating ourselves you see that's the way the pharisees were they were falsely accusing others they were unnecessarily unduly accusing others looking down on others and elevating themselves and having a higher showing off a higher moral standard and spirituality this is simply hypocrisy that's what you see very much in the pentecostal world today oh we are better than all other churches because we got the holy spirit because we speak in tongues because we prophecy we can ha- we have the gifts of the holy spirit we can do signs and wonders and miracles what do you get you get nothing we when we call out a, you know when we call out something you know in the name of jesus we have angel gabriel attending to us he comes to us for breakfast michael comes for lunch 
sometimes for such people lucifer comes for dinner because of the hypocrisy they talk very big they talk high of themselves they talk of high of their experiences they blow it out beyond their proportion beyond proportion and make everybody else feel very insignificant and very less spiritual and they look down on others but jesus wants us to cross over from that hypocrisy and be sincere and true like this tax collector and say lord have mercy on me let me not be justifying myself let me not be proving myself that i am right and i've got good intentions and i am pure at heart and i am better than others we don't have to say it we don't have to prove it we don't have to take efforts for it god will justify us as we live right before god god will prove us that we are righteous god will prove that we have been sincere god will prove that we have a good heart and that's the beatitudes blessed blessed are those who do all of this they don't have to blow their trumpets but god will blow the trumpet for them hallelujah let god trumpet about you and may you not trumpet about yourself amen hallelujah jesus wants us to cross over from the hypocrisy to sincerity and the result the of the failure of crossing over from hypocrisy to sincerity is what is what is that it did not do any good to them also they themselves they did not earn any good out of it of the hypocrisy and neither did it bring any good fruit in the other, in the lives of others here was a tax collector standing and praying next to this pharisee what a great opportunity to lead him to the truth but because of his own hypocrisy and because of his own self elevation because he looked down on the other one this man could not cross over to reach out to him which jesus was able to do that hallelujah because jesus was not putting on a show of spirituality or of a higher moral standard even though he had a right to do it because he was pure he was 100% sinless if there was anybody who could assert their own righteousness and their own holiness and their own spirituality and to say that they are better than others jesus had the right to do so but he did not do it at all but the pharisees who had no right to do it did it this is what is called hypocrisy it does it did not do good for him it did not justify his own life god was not pleased with him it was not making him righteous in the sight of god neither did it make the other man the sinner also righteous or holy he did not change his life it did not impact his life it did not make a difference in his life his life did not make any difference at all it didn't matter whether he was alive or dead this is the true result of hypocrisy he lost his own eternal life it says that verse 14 i tell you that this man that is the tax collector the sinner who beat his breast and said lord have mercy on me this man rather than the other man rather than the pharisee went home justified before god if the pharisee was not justified by god where do you think he would be spending his eternity heaven or hell if a person is not justified by god where do you think he will spend his eternity don't be afraid do you think he would have made it to heaven just because he was wearing a wrong long robe come on you see that's disturbing us a little bit we thought these pharisees also would have made it somehow 
just external paraphernalia of any kind of any show of spirituality of greatness or ministry nothing can impress god god sees right through like a scanning machine hallelujah he's got microscopic eyes he says even what is done in darkness he knows amen nothing can be hidden in from his sight even if we go to the bottom of the sea he is there and even if we go hide up in a cave he is still there where can we run from him what can we hide from him and so he just wants us to get sincere with our lives hallelujah and don't get too impressed about people who have all these external thing going on and who have a great show of great spirituality those are just gimmicks it's a crossover gimmick amen scan through and study a person's life before you can get impressed and say impressive things about them let's not get too polished and too diplomatic and too good to people while god himself does not justify them or count them righteous some people flatter others too much it's dangerous to do that job talks about it we don't have time to go into that but let's not be flattering people who are actually just putting on a show oh, a hypocritical life living a hypocritical life and having a crossover gimmick let's move on to the second passage that we read come back to matthew's gospel how are you understanding the scriptures this morning Amen. Matthew's Gospel chapter 9 verses 14 to 17. Then John's disciples came and asked him, "How is it that we and the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast?" Now this is a very genuine question. John's disciples were asking and they were grappling with this issue. And they had not come to terms with the teachings of Jesus. they don't understood why he's teaching and why he does what he does and so they are having this genuine question they are not accusing you see the tone of the question there the tone was different here they are asking a genuine question and jesus is answering them how can the guests of the bridegroom mourn while he is with them the time will come and the bridegroom will be taken away from them then they will fast no one sews a patch of unshrunk cloth on an old garment for the patch will pull away from the garment making the tear worse neither do men pour new wine into old wine skins if they do the skins will the skins will burst and the wine will run out and the wine skins will be ruined no they pour new wine into new wine skins and both are preserved what is jesus telling here why aren't you and your disciples fasting they're all doing good deeds the pharisees john's disciples are all doing good spiritual deeds but they had not made the shift they were still stuck to the old paradigm they had to do a set of things to actually earn god's favor they were trying to earn god's love and salvation through good works by keeping the law but here jesus came to fulfill the law and he wants them to understand that they don't have to earn it that god loves them anyway and that they can be saved by grace alone 
not by their good works and here he was helping them to shift into another dimension of understanding to leave behind the old paradigm you cannot stitch new cloth into an old cloth it will pull away it will tear you cannot pour new wine into old wine skin it will break you need new wine skin and new wine he wanted them to move into the new paradigm of understanding things these were very self oriented goals i want to fast i want to do this and by that i can earn god's salvation earn god's favor it was self fulfilling efforts which seemed to give them a sense of self confidence a sense of self spirituality a sense of superiority over others a glory and a pride in the flesh but jesus was not for that and let me explain that a little bit by by illustrating another from another passage if you come with me to matthew's gospel chapter 18 verses 1 to 9 at that time the disciples came to jesus and asked who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven He called a little child and had him stand among them and he said I tell you the truth unless you change and become like little children you will never enter the kingdom of heaven therefore whoever humbles himself like a child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven and whoever welcomes a little child like this in my name welcomes me and if anyone causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin it would be better for him to a hailstone hung around his neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea woe to the world because of the things that cause people to sin such things must come but woe to the man through whom they come if your hand or foot causes you to sin cut it off and throw it away it is better for you to enter life maimed or crippled than to have two hands or two feet and thrown into eternal fire if your eye causes you to sin gouge it out and throw it away it is better for you to enter life than to with one eye than to have two eyes and be thrown into the fire of hell you see here they were while jesus is talking about eternal life He's talking about true spirituality. He's bringing out a hard teaching and helping them to cross over because the disciples were stuck in the old paradigm. They were asking who is going to be greatest in the kingdom of heaven. They thought his kingdom is like the kingdoms of the world. They talked they thought that they being with Jesus and they grooming uh, being groomed to become leaders, disciples and leaders, apostles, all of this is like the Pharisees. It's like the teachers of the law, it's like the religious head of heads of his day. where they all had high positions and they could command respect they had their long robes and everywhere in the street corners people would salute them and honor them and they would want to receive that they thought this was all about a position and so they were in this discussion they were asking jesus who is going to be greatest in the kingdom of heaven well the whole idea of the kingdom of heaven is not about who is going to be greatest but jesus said i have come to serve and to lay down my life as a ransom for many i did not come to receive service but i came to serve that's a whole kingdom of god dimension but they were in the old paradigm of hierarchy of leadership and positions and name and fame and things that would gratify and satisfy their own fleshly desires And so here the second thing that we're talking about this morning is firstly we talked about hypocrisy which is where they were doing a crossover gimmick but here we're talking about a hard teaching that Jesus is bringing out which is what I call as a crossover graft 
they were part of the old paradigm and this new paradigm is coming in and they're getting grafted in they're coming into this new mix but the old has to fade away and go away and it has to be new they need to begin to have a new mindset they need to begin to have a new way of thinking they need to understand scriptures and the teachings of jesus in a new way and they need to capture the new and let go of the old but here they are in the process of transition which is why i called as grafting when you bring in a hybrid with a ordinary kind and graft them together put them together and then you finally come out with a new thing of a hybrid quality how many of you understand that idea amen and so here they were in this process of being grafted and but they were crossing over but being grafted they are still in the old paradigm but the new one has come and the new and the old are coming in contact and so it's getting difficult for them now what is this we all had this kind of fasting john's disciples we you know we all fast pharisees fast but jesus disciples nobody's fasting they're all eating this was a struggle this is a new teaching that jesus is bringing and he wants them to cross over and he's grafting something new into them but he wants the old to go away completely and he wants them to pursue the new are you with me amen hallelujah and so they were still stuck to the rules and regulations they were still stuck to you know what was commonly popularly practiced and if you are not practicing what everybody is practicing if you don't go through the 40 days of lenten season what is this even during lent they are not avoiding non veg what kind of people are these people even during lent season they are having a wedding even during lent season they are buying a new house and doing a housewarming ceremony how can you do that during the lent season probably for some of you catholics and baptists and methodists and anglicans that's how it you know it would have been an initially a difficult thing to grapple with have you had questions like that what is this these people are doing something new but is this not the right thing in our church we used to have a railing in the front for the altar area but here in this church they are letting girls come and dance here is this not the holy of holies struggle one pastor said i would never do anything like crossroads like this youth music event that we used to do i would never do something like that in my church because the people had not crossed over what is the purpose of the place that we have it is to reach out to people and touch lives in one family came and they were part of a good church at ananagar and the children were very much disturbed and one of the uh, the folks you know from our church reached out to those children and they led them to christ because the boy was very much disturbed and his life was going down and uh, thankfully you know uh, one of our church believers reached out to this this young boy and uh, touched his life and uh, you know he, there was a transformation going on with uh, both of these kids and the kids were coming to our church and they were part of our church don't try hard to assume who it might be you can't guess it but what happened was one night when we had a get together dinner party here um 
their parents also had come and they were believers of another church and uh, when they came and so after we finished the you know time of singing and worship and everything and we were getting ready for dinner and while the catering guys were coming and setting up we played a short clip of a christian movie and they got so upset with it how can you play a movie in church and they stopped their children next week they wouldn't allow them to come but they didn't see the crossover that the children had made from where they were in their life but they have gone they've come to a true spirituality they've had a transformation in their life these kids who were not going to church who were rebellious who were disobedient changed but because but of course we didn't play some rajneekanth movie or shahrukh khan's movie <laughs> it was a christian video and just for us to you know one thing it was conveying a good message it was going in line with what we were doing that night and also it was filling in the space for when the catering was getting set up but when we played it they got so upset they stopped the kids from coming because they had not crossed over they stuck with the old paradigm they're not having a new way of thinking new understanding of what spirituality is all about they have not understood the teachings of scriptures rightly for them everything is black and white movies sin bible is holy but what is a movie a movie is a story enacted out it's all right to do a drama a skit but when that same skit is shot in a camera and played on a screen it becomes skin is sin do you understand it if you do a skit it's holy but if it's shot with a camera and played on a screen it, it is sin you see how our minds get conditioned the wrong way i know some for some of you probably it's you know tough making this crossover from this old paradigm where everything you see in this small box that you have and the colored lens that you're wearing and everything that you see is in a certain way and so everything else that is outside this box and outside this and this colored lens when it's showing something different you brand it as all sin wrong that's how the the disciples of john understood and they were still in the old paradigm but the good thing is that they were open to understanding it they were grappling with it hallelujah as long as someone is grappling trying to understand trying to find out what is this thing why do they do something different why are they saying what they saying jesus was saying something very very different from the pharisees and here it was a hard teaching that he was bringing out it was something he was bringing in a new paradigm here something new which they had not heard which they had not understood and seen in that way and so they are asking who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven stuck to the old paradigm we are all disciples he's a big man he's a great spiritual leader he's like one of the great pharisees and we are all his followers and so we're going to get high positions and he's talking about the kingdom all the time oh so he's going to bring about this kingdom and so with the kingdom there should be some high levels of authority position what are we going to get they were stuck to the old paradigm they were talking in the flesh 
they did not understand the, the idea of god's kingdom why is he talking about the kingdom what is he doing here in this world he's come in to bring salvation to people and here they are going to be serving along with him they have come to serve and they are not here to receive service they are not here to receive positions and power but here they've been endowed with power to be able to touch and transform lives and help people to cross over to the other side into the kingdom of god and so jesus is helping them to understand in helping them to cross over who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven he called a little child and had him stand among them and he said i tell you the truth unless you change and become like little children you will never enter the kingdom of heaven therefore whoever humbles himself like this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven you need to have a new perspective it's not about position it's not about greatness it's about becoming humble it's about becoming broken it's about becoming like a child it's about having simple faith it's about coming and being willing to serve being willing to believe he's turning the whole thing around and helping them to cross over and he goes on to say if anyone is a stumbling block to the least of those who believe in me they are hindering that person to cross over it's better for them to perish he says everyone who wants to be important and adored and not ignored and sidelined everybody wants to be somebody everybody wants to be important everybody wants to be adored everybody wants to be celebrated no one wants to be ignored no one wants to be sidelined but what jesus is saying is if you are ignored if you are sidelined if you are treated if you are humbled that's fine you're going to be great hallelujah he's bringing a new thinking he's grafting in something new and he's helping them to cross over into this new paradigm of understanding of what true spirituality is all about and it's not about the externals it's not about oh i fast once a week i give a tenth of all my income i do this i do that it's not we don't earn god's re- favor and love and salvation through all of that but these people are sincerely struggling to cross over there's something new that jesus is talking about what is this we've been used to something like this what is this new thing that he's new teaching he's bringing he helped them to cross over in the sincere struggle that they had because they were unable to recognize what was the new thing that jesus was teaching they were following wrong wrong models and religious personalities the disciples they were, they were looking at the pharisees they were looking at the teachers of the law they were looking at the religious heads of the day and they were following wrong models and they were following you know just religious personalities they were spiritually immature but jesus was trying to graft them into with something new to mature them into right understanding and growth they were, some of them would become a stumbling block because they would not make this crossover and because of their own spiritual blindness and they were elevating themselves and they would exalt themselves and want others to glorify and magnify them and bow down to them and lift them up and that they understood to be greatness because of this wrong understanding they would become a stumbling block and they would hinder people from crossing over these people were if i can call it they were sincerely wrong they were sincere to follow jesus but very often they were sincerely wrong and that's where many people are they're sincerely wrong and so they themselves don't have true spirituality nor 
are they able to lead others to true spirituality they become a hindrance they become a stumbling block because they are sincerely wrong because they follow the wrong models they have the wrong ideals that they have formed in their own minds and they have not learned it from scriptures and they have not learned to apply it for their lives let me quickly close with another passage right here in verses uh, 18 to 18 onwards um in fact it's in luke's gospel sorry luke's gospel chapter 18 luke's gospel chapter 18 and these examples will help us understand better luke 18 and verses 18 to 30 a certain ruler asked him good teacher what must i do to inherit eternal life now he was a good man coming with a good question the right question but he's sincerely seeking he's got a question it's all right but he's looking for a way to the next dimension he wants to cross over lord what must i do to eternal receive good receive eternal life jesus says why do you call me good he starts off from what he's asking he called him good teacher what is wrong is jesus not good but why is he questioning him and asking who is good he called him good teacher Jesus was able to see that he is relying on his own goodness and so he is addressing Jesus as good teacher i am also good you are good but Jesus is asking who is good why do you call me good Jesus answered no one is good except god alone basically he was trying to tell him hey you are not good your goodness is not good enough what he was telling him is, is your goodness is not good enough you thinking that i am good is not good enough to earn eternal life you know the commandments do not commit adultery do not murder do not steal do not give false testimony honor your father and mother 10 commandments you know it immediately he says verse 21 all these i have kept since i was a boy he said for every one of us we would have put star on the calendar for this boy we would have bought gifts for him for as you know a such a good boy who is keeping the 10 commandments we would have bought you know good things for him we would have taken him and introduced him to the pastor and said you can use him as an altar boy those of you understand what an altar boy is he's a good boy you would have made him the class leader for the sunday school but jesus said your goodness is not good enough and he said when jesus heard this he said to him you still lack one thing sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasures in heaven then come follow me when he heard this he became very sad because he was a man of great wealth if he was real truly good enough jesus was putting in the litmus test are you truly good enough you think you are good you say you kept all these commandments from childhood but you see that man that young man was able to recognize he was still lacking somewhere and that's where he was genuinely grappling and jesus was helping to cross over and grafting in something new the old commandments are good good to follow them but there is something more than that it's a matter of your heart is not just a matter of keeping these commandments correctly but it is a matter of your heart are you still holding on to something else which has taken my place in your heart 
and that is his great wealth because he was wealthy he went away very sad if he was really good he should have gone and just done what jesus told him if he was following god 100% he would have done what jesus told him also he assumed that he was following god 100% but he lacked one thing where he did not have he was not good enough in the sense where what he needed to give up he had not given up and so jesus was grafting in this new thing and helping him to cross over but you know he went away jesus looked at him and said how hard verse 24 how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of god this is a hard teaching and jesus is bringing about a crossover graft a hard teaching how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of god indeed it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of god those who heard this asked who then can be saved jesus replied what is impossible with man is possible with god if that man had trusted jesus and said lord i have this riches i'm attached to it but i need your help to give it up i need your grace to give it up i want to give it up if he had taken any decision or if he had moved if he had also tried to cross over along with jesus jesus would have helped him to cross over hallelujah he was sincerely seeking pursuing the right things or the right spiritual things he was looking for an answer he was asking how can i get eternal life the right question he was fulfilling the commandments he was doing good but yet he had not grafted himself into the new thing he was still having the old wine skin and wanting new wine are you able to see this there's an old wine skin that says i'm keeping all the commandments i'm good i'm better than others but now pour me the new wine give me eternal life no it's not going to work jesus says let go of everything of your whatever you think you are good about let go of it trust me do what i say give up whatever is a barrier to etern- to receive eternal life to follow me it doesn't mean that we literally have to sell our properties and become paupers to enter heaven that's not what jesus is saying but because his wealth came between god and him because he loved wealth more and his heart was on it and jesus found that because he came saying that i am good enough he came with that assumption that i have kept all the commandments but why is there some emptiness in me still until a person crosses over and is grafted to the, the new things there'll be still an emptiness because we can't earn god's righteousness and love by ourselves he had a sincere struggle to cross over he was able to see the emptiness he recognized it well he saw his own need accurately he sought jesus he sought the right person looking for answers he was a faithful follower he followed the 10 commandments he was a quite a diligent good man but his blessings overtook him his blessings overtook him he was overcome by the power of the blessings the blessings that god given in him in his life consumed him so much that that became his god and he failed to let it let it go let go of it and cross over and receive the change and eternal life we will have to lose we will have to let go we, that is what is called full surrender to christ but you look at this verse 28 and 29 and 
30 Peter said to him we have left all we had to follow you Oh we we have followed you this man did not leave behind his wealth he is not willing to follow you but we left behind all our wealth and we've come to follow you Jesus we we lost our friendship with people we lost our relationship with our family we lost our you know everything we gave up everything for the sake of Jesus following Jesus what will we get they were also stuck to the old paradigm still i tell you the truth verse 29 he said jesus said to them no one who has left home or wife or brothers or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of god will fail to receive many times as much as in this age and the age to come eternal life hallelujah another gospel records it as 100 times because you've done this because you've crossed over because you've left behind because you've lost because you had many things that you had to let go because you earned the displeasure of people because people did not like you following jesus because people did not like about the decisions that you made because of all of this that you had to let go and you didn't just make a compromise but you sincerely came to follow me because you crossed over you're not going to lose a reward you're going to have a reward in this world a hundred times and in the life to come eternal life hallelujah amen we don't pursue and seek god for the blessings for the reward but because you let go of everything and pursue god and you you know pursue the new way of life and the new thinking and you move into this new paradigm and you here turning in yourself into a new wine skin and the new wine is being poured out into you what's going to happen is that you're not going to go without a reward for all the losses you suffer for all that you let go for all the displeasure that you earn from people because you're doing the right thing because you're following the truth because you made this crossover you're not going to lose your reward you're going to receive a reward hallelujah the lord was calling them into a relationship where their deeds would just reflect that and keep him first and so let's move into this new relationship with christ and surrender our lives completely to live by this new paradigm leave behind the old and hold on to the new teaching of christ and this the way of life of the of christ and his apostles and let's grow to become a follower of truth and not rituals and set of customs and practices and religious traditions but seek for christ not for his blessings seek christ not for his blessings but truly the blessings are going to follow because you seek him because you've embraced the new because you've crossed over into the new paradigm hallelujah amen praise the lord so let's not have a hypocritical crossover gimmick but let's truly pursue the hard teachings of christ and understand the new way of life and the new mindset and the new heart the new way of thinking the new teachings that we need to pursue let's pursue them and not go by the spirituality and the religiosities that we see in the world out there even in the christian world but let's look at the scriptures and follow it and follow jesus for who he is hallelujah and the reward for letting go and losing everything in this world in this life all the reputation all the name all the fame all the favor of people all the acceptance and the approval of people all the appreciation of people you might lose all of that but still worth it all 
because you made the right choice of crossing over to the side of truth hallelujah amen and you will certainly not lose your reward a hundred times in this life and eternal life and the life to come hallelujah let's pray